When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get ready for your first round of golf of the year at the 32nd Annual 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Returning to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, February 24th through Sunday, February 26th. This year's show includes free lessons from the PGA professionals, thousands of name brand golf apparel items, discounted especially for the show, and your chance to sink a putt for $100,000. Plus so much more. Tickets and more information at minnesotagolfshow.com. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Reckless speculation. Hi, Judd. Oh, I was just enjoying the song. Humming along. Yeah, we, yeah, we heard that. Bum, bum, bum. Reckless speculation. Hey, that's me. That's cool. <laughs> Uh, that is you yelling reckless speculation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually we save reckless speculation for a uh, Mackie and Judd reckless speculation. Thursdays, our other daily podcast, which you can find, but we're going to, we're going to talk about something here today on purple daily, daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a super bowl before we die. If you, I think it's time for a, a reset and a reminder of that. As we go into this off season discussion, it's been about two weeks now. Yep. We've had some great discussions about how the Vikings can move this thing forward. You don't just get to linearly transfer a 13-win season into a 15-win season, into right? Mm-hmm. Work needs to be done. Sometimes you have to guard against maybe some regression. And I think it's a, a friendly reminder here on the show, two things. Number one, the ethos of this show is that we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we croak, before we die, before we pass on, okay? And number two, in the offseason, we have speculative conversations about anything and everything. No stone unturned. Saw a lot of people because, you know, we took the hottest take of the week question from uh, from a listener. Actually, it was like four or five listeners sent in. Should they consider trading Justin Jefferson for a haul of draft picks? Now, at the end, Judd and I vehemently disagreed. Declan was more open-minded to a conversation, but... I think people saw the headline. People saw the, the thumbnail oh, yeah. on YouTube. Oh, the, the score they go again. wants yeah. Justin Jefferson yeah. traded. Yep. These, these bozos. Like, we're gonna, we are going to talk about things that might make people uncomfortable for the sake of exploring every possible angle here between now and the NFL draft. So just forewarning, it's all for wanting the Vikings to win a Super Bowl at some point, okay? Before we go to the most reckless of, of potentially – Reckless uh, speculation conversations. 
should we come up with some type of like alert or like a tornado warning? You know, because I feel like I feel like some of these conversations are just so triggering for some. I'm not sure it's healthy for them. Yeah, I think uh, so. This conversation today on Purple Daily may trigger you if you want the Vikings to remain largely status quo. Okay. I think it's fair to put that warning out into the universe. Uh, the show today is presented, as it always is, by our friends at TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Uh, our friends at Surly Brewing Company are helping us through this off-season as well, maybe helping people cope over the last couple of weeks, people that can't get that Giants loss out of their head, Judd. Why can't you yeah, just move let on it go? From it. <laughs> move on from it, Judd. You know what? They, they are. So So what our friends at Surly Brewing do is they provide joy through the taste of great beer. And what is better than, for, for instance, on Sunday, sitting down to watch two conference championship football games on the couch, you're enjoying yourself, and you're holding a Surly Furious, an axe man. I could go down the list. I always do. But I'll just stop here to tell you, that there is, uh, for everyone's beer taste, there is something that Surly provides that is absolutely outstanding. And while you're sipping on that beer and enjoying it, show us your cans at yes. Jay Zolgad, at Score North on Twitter. We always love to see, and, and we appreciate all, all of those who did that over the past couple of days. We always love to see what you're sipping on from Surly. All right. Here's the question for today's show. And then we can dive into all the different tentacles. Should the Minnesota Vikings consider calling the San Francisco 49ers? and talking trade. Should the Vikings consider exploring a trade of Kirk Cousins to the San Francisco 49ers, asking Kirk to waive his no-trade clause and trading him to a coach that loves him, not that KOC doesn't. In fact, I think it's important to set up the backstory here. Why would you even pull this out of thin air? Why would you even talk right. about this? Right. And, and I think... Mackie. Classic. Yeah, classic you are Mac hated. Hater. You are hated by many, and this is just typical hater. Monday morning Maggie BS. Yes, um, and I think we should also say that it's it's very very likely that the Vikings will just roll forward with Kirk as their quarterback in 2023, either playing out the last year of the contract, or uh, maybe signing him into another, uh, you know, patented short term Kirk Cousins one or two year extension or something. I think those are those are the likely scenarios, as I have told you guys. If your plan is to ride it out for one more year and then say goodbye, I would rather explore trade options now to get something of value. If it's going to end anyways, you might as well get something of value before it ends, right? But here's the backstory. Again, from USA Today. I feel like once a year we do this episode <laughs> referencing this exact <laughs> anecdote from John Lynch, but there's a bunch of new listeners and viewers and stuff that maybe haven't heard this. Five years ago, this is from USA Today, before trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, Watching him win five straight games seemingly changed the trajectory of a 49ers franchise and signed one of the richest contracts in league history. Kyle Shanahan had another idea for the future of his new team. Garoppolo ultimately wasn't Kyle Shanahan's first choice to become face of the Niners. His first choice was Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like that? Whom Shanahan helped identify in the 2012 draft while he was Washington's offensive coordinator. After landing Garoppolo, 49ers general manager John Lynch 
said this week, again, this is five years ago, Shanahan felt remorse about not getting Cousins, who recently signed a fully guaranteed deal with the Minnesota Vikings. Quote, and this is from an ESPN radio interview now, John Lynch, we made the Jimmy G trade, but then there were some days when Kyle Shanahan was like in mourning because I think everybody knows his master plan was to have Kirk Cousins come in and be the quarterback. Now put yourself in Kyle Shanahan's shoes for just a second here, okay? You've been building this thing for five years in San Francisco, pounding on the door. Three trips to the NFC Championship game in four years, including a Super Bowl three years ago. You had that game in your head the whole week, right? This is how we're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to go into Philadelphia. We're going to play smash mouth football. We've got our Brock Purdy all <laughs> tricked up with our weapons and movement and everything. And uh, Brock Purdy gets hit on the arm and basically like can't feel his arm for three hours. And then is it Josh Johnson, the guy who's been with like all 32 NFL teams? <laughs> At least one. And he gets a concussion, right? So they, they're, not, they're pounding on the door. Once again, they're on the verge of a Super Bowl. They've moved off Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a free agent. They're not sure about Trey Lance. Brock Purdy played really well, but ultimately was the last pick in the draft. So you have to balance. Okay, that was a fun little five, six, seven game stretch. Durability, I don't know. Can he be productive after a full offseason of teams scouting him? If you're Kyle Shanahan and you go to bed last night, how are you feeling about your whole situation? Are you feeling like, all right, whew, gonna take two days to uh shake that one off and then we're gonna go into the 2023 season with Brock Purdy as our starting quarterback trying to win a Super Bowl do you trust a seventh round pick to drive this car for a full season when your team is ready right now to win the whole thing or do you try to get someone that actually knows what they're doing 10 plus years in the NFL Tom Brady could be an option right. he's from you know, California yep but just put yourself in Shanahan's shoes, knowing his love for Kirk throughout the years. If you called him and said, hey, is this worth a conversation? What would he say? So I think from this, uh, from the Niners standpoint, the most important part of this conversation is probably also how do, do they feel about Trey Lance? Like, do they still think that Trey Lance can play? Are they, you know, because he got hurt and has missed so much time and has yet to prove himself? Are they concerned about plugging him in now? And attempting to start him. Uh, Purdy going into the game yesterday appeared to be a probable starter for 2023, possibly. But that being said, he did get hurt. And yes, he is a seventh round pick. So I think the difference too is this. How does Kyle Shanahan feel five years later after all of that? And probably just as importantly, how, how does John Lynch feel? Because Kirk would be a big investment still. Like that's the one thing that San Fran has going, assuming Garoppolo's gone, and I'm going to assume he's gone, is San Francisco has, if they feel like Lance or Purdy can be the guy, they've got them on incredibly cheap deals. But if they don't, um, I think it's I think it would be worth the Vikings, and I'm sure that they've done this before. I'm sure it'd be worth m- making a phone call if you've decided that you're only going to sign Cousins Max to a one-year extension. Because at that point in time, you have to explore, okay, so if we sign Kirk now and try and smooth out the cap for 23 through 24, but then what's the song and dance going to be after that? 
And from a Vikings perspective, here's what I think is the most intriguing thing, too. Look at your division right now. And when you look at Detroit, I think Detroit's on the come. Like Detroit looks, it's really hard to say because it's Detroit. But I think that they are actually ascending. They look like a good team. They look like a team that very much could compete, in air quotes, compete for a division title in 2023. The Packers look like they would like to at least give Jordan Love a shot. So the Packers are willing to take a step back. And the Bears have taken a huge step back. But I like what they're doing. And the fundamental process of what they're doing, if done correctly, could set them up to be good for a decent-sized window. So all of that being said, I think here's the question the Vikings have to ask themselves when it comes to Kirk especially, but their entire team too, and it's this. Are you set up in 2023 to maximize things again? So, you know, Detroit's ascending. They're not great, but they're good. The Packers might be bad, and the Bears, I think, are going to be bad at least for one more year, probably not as bad as they were in 22, but they're still going to be scuffling before they start to ascend again so if you're the vikings can you now capitalize on this with kirk or and this is the come to jesus conversation that has to take place or did you maximize that opportunity this season you won 13 games you had your shot yeah this conference was goofy like philadelphia kudos they're very good but this conference was goofy this conference presented opportunities you easily if done right could have been where at least San Francisco was on Sunday. Like the conference championship game was not a complete, oh, you never make that. No, you you could have. So I think that's the most important question from Quasi O'Connell and the Wolves' standpoint is this. Are you trying to chase wins with a team where you're going to have to cut bait on a lot of veterans and where ultimately in two years you might say, oh, my God, you know, we re-pursued it in 23, and now the Packers are coming back up. And now yeah. the Bears are coming back up. And so all of these things, I think you at least have to explore. And San Francisco could say no. But I think you at least have to explore every possible permeation and opportunity presented to you uh, with with the thought process of, you know what? We don't have to become bad, but it might behoove us to hit at least a reset button of sorts right now. Yeah, I think I think there's a huge difference between reset and rebuild. To yeah. me, like the Eagles reset after Carson Wentz and they were kind of bad, but they weren't like Jaguars bad or or Bears bad. And then pretty quickly after, now they're back in the Super Bowl because they they moved off of um a coach that at the time was not a fit anymore, although Doug Peterson seems like a great fit back in Jacksonville. Yeah. They uh they they got rid of some aging players. They took a shot on a second round quarterback. Like they just constantly were churning. And just because we have Carson Wentz doesn't mean that we're not going to draft Jalen Hurts and look at the future. I think if you look at the Viking situation, one playoff win in the last five years. I don't think now that the season has played out, I don't think they're really anywhere near the level of the two best teams in the NFC, San Francisco and Philadelphia, both of whom are not like anywhere near a cliff. What's funny about the Niners is, just back to Shanahan for a second, they've built this incredible car, this insane roster, a little bit like the Vikings did going into, like, 2009. And they, although this car is better than that car was because the Vikings car had only gone to, like, the first round of the playoffs in 2008. But they had 
the defensive line. They had the pass rusher. They had the secondary with Winfield, Darren Sharper at the time, right? They had good young linebackers, EJ Henderson. They had the offensive line ready to rock with Steve Hutchinson, Bryant McKinney. They had Adrian Peterson. They, they just needed the final missing piece to the puzzle, mm-hmm. a quarterback that could drive the hell out of the car reliably. Mm-hmm. And Brett Favre did until he didn't. He, took, he drove the car reliably, and then he just, like, crashed it into a pole or something. Took it right off a cliff. That's a championship game. Um, if you're Shanahan, your team is ready-made right now. You just need a reliable, durable, competent starting quarterback that can put the ball where it needs to be. Brock Purdy, check those boxes at the end of the season. Like I said, I don't know if I trust it. If you compare that car and the Eagles car to the Vikings car, the Vikings are facing a total rebuild on defense right now. Literally, like, haven't hired a coordinator yet. Probably going to swap out some of the other assistants that work under the coordinator. And there's a good chance they say goodbye to four or five or more starters. Like, their slot cornerback, probably gone. Patrick Peterson might be gone. Eric Hendricks, Jordan Hicks, their two starting inside linebackers might be gone. So it's, it's a full rebuild on defense. They're pressed for cap space. Now, we, a couple weeks ago, did an exercise where we created, like, million in cap space. But mind you, every other team can also do the same thing to get from maybe they currently have $40 million. They can get to $60 million. Like every team can create cap space. So the Vikings are going to be like a bottom five or six cap space team even as they clear it. Can you really look and say, okay, the bar is the Niners and the Eagles. And then on the other side of the bracket, if the goal is to really win a Super Bowl, the bar is the Bills up to the Bengals up to the Chiefs, right? Those are the teams you have to go toe-to-toe with in games like we saw this last weekend. Are you going to completely redo your whole defense? Maybe not to be the number one defense, but to go from like 31st to somewhere between 10th and 15th, where it probably needs to be minimum for you to flirt with a Super Bowl, right? Overnight in one off season, we can sit here, we can do, and we will. We'll do all these episodes about free agent, like cornerbacks and free agency. Who would defensive edge rusher could they draft in the first round? Like we're going to do all those episodes. But if you're if you take away all fan, uh, or just be be as objective as possible, right? Is it really possible overnight for the Vikings first place schedule, total rebuild on defense, aging quarterback who's going to be thirty five years old, right? To just flip a switch overnight this offseason, how lucky would you have to get in the draft with players that haven't done anything outside of special teams rising up, free agency, and so. That's why I look at a team like San Francisco and say, boy, they might be willing. Now, they don't have a lot of draft capital. They only have, like, I think they're going to wind up getting three third-round compensatory picks. Um, Those would be their only three picks before the fifth round in the 2023 draft. Yep. I would say, listen, let's get a head start on a reset. Let's look at a window of starting in 2023. Be as competitive as possible, but knowing that it's probably going to be a step back. You're not tanking, but you're you're starting a, a three- to five-year window with Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Christian Derrissaw, Brian O'Neill, whoever the young defensive players are that are going to be in the mix, Lewis Seen, maybe Andrew Booth. We don't really know yet, quite frankly, Brian Asamoah. Mm-hmm. And I would look to get as much draft capital as possible for Dalvin Cook, for maybe even for Daniil Hunter, who doesn't fit that window as a 28-year-old. If I could trade Adam Thielen for a six-round pick, which I know you don't think you can, and, and Kirk Cousins would be on that list for me. It's not hating on Kirk. It's not saying he's garbage. It's none of those things. He had a remarkable season. 
But that was 2022. I'm saying, what do the Vikings need to do from 2023 through 2025-6, starting right now, to load the bleep up to be more like the Niners and the Eagles in the trenches, on defense, everywhere? Mobile quarterback, right? So that's why I make this phone call, knowing that they would absolutely have interest if Kirk would waive his no trade. So assuming that San Fran has the cap space and can make this work, I do think that Kirk would be, if you told Kirk, you know what, Kirk, we might extend you for one more year, but then Jefferson's contract is going to be on our books and that's going to be it for you. Um, I think that there are probably a few teams that he would waive his no trade clause for. And I do think San Francisco with a guy that he definitely works well with and likes would be a good option. So one, I think that that makes sense. The other thing that I was giving thought to also is this one. So 13 wins, O'Connell and Quasi's first year was definitely fun. But the other important thing to keep in mind is there is, and this comes very quickly in sports, there is going to be a clock ticking on success. And that doesn't mean that that clock is like, can you win 10 games? That clock is, can you have one thing, playoff success, okay? So like 13 wins is great, but when it results in a first-round loss, the people that own the team don't say, oh, man, that's fantastic, and we got knocked out, that's great. So I also think Quasi and O'Connell did a very good job of probably following through on the Wilfs mandate, which can be flawed at times, of we want to be competitive and the term competitive rebuild which i'm willing to bet actually started with like mark wilf but the reality is this now this is going to be year two do these guys really want to attempt to run things back to the point of they're four years in now and they're actually descending and now teams in their division have gotten better and now that they've gone you know they're probably not going to win 13 games next year very well could be considered especially if they run things back in full largely which you know i don't think they'll do but i don't totally trust them Next year could be a step back that won't be looked upon kindly. It'll it will be seen as regression and you know why I thought you guys were on the right track. And yeah. so what Quasi and Kevin O'Connell need to take advantage of is the window of opportunity to one, put their mark on the roster and this team, but two, to use the cushion that they do have. Because if the Vikings come back next year as a largely retooled team. And, and I think the term, so the Bears definitely stripped it down to the studs, but I think the term rebuild in football is harder to quantify because teams go so up and down. Like, I think of all sports, it's the most, one year you're good, the next you're not. So I think if you hit the retool or reset, that this is your window to do it as well. Like, do you want to be four years in, and now you're going back down, and now you got to go to the Wilfs and say, okay. Now it's time to strip it down, and they're going to be like, "What? we're four years in. There's pressure now. Yeah. You, we need to continue to win. So you have to be very, very careful, I think, if you're the GM or coach, as to how much you just follow through on maintaining being decent because, you know, at some point in time, the people that own the team are going to say, well, we told you to win, but we also had even higher expectations. And so, like, that's why I think you have to explore everything. And that's why when the Wilf said, you know, we want everybody back and we think that we can win, and Zim was the antichrist of coaches, and they're like, okay, and they won 13 games. But that's not their vision. Their vision is to bring in their own quarterback, to bring in their own team. And I really, the more I think about this, you've got to start that at some point soon 
or else you're going to be trying to tell them, give us more time, give us more time. And they're going to say, hold on a second, you're in year four or five. What are you talking about? And that's where that's where there's a very unforgiving and almost unfair uh, philosophy that hits on coaches and GMs if they try and just be competitive for too long yeah. without trying to really, really win. And some of this, too, you know, to answer one of the questions is, well, wait a second. You think you're just going to, like, trade Kirk and snap your fingers and find a quarterback better than Kirk? And I say, no, you you won't. Not not in 2023. And we'll get into some of the possible trade scenarios. But, like, let's say you you swapped him for Trey Lance and a pick or something. Do I think Trey Lance would be as good as Kirk Cousins in 2023? Probably not. No. If you if you if you traded Kirk and uh, you signed another stop stopgap bridge quarterback or something, and then drafted someone, would either one of those guys, the draft pick or the bridge quarterback, we did this exercise last year and threw out names like Mariota as a bridge guy, and then maybe you draft someone, whatever. Um, would those guys be as good? No, I don't think anyone on this show is saying that. But it, it, I think people get so hung up on you have to linearly find a better quarterback than the one that you're replacing just on the field alone. It's not that. It's how can you make your team better? And sometimes getting a little worse at quarterback but a lot cheaper makes your team better. Look at the two, look at some of I mean, we brought this up before. Look at some of the Vikings playoff teams we've seen in the past. Hell, the 13-3 and Case Keenum team. Was Case Keenum as good of a quarterback as Kirk Cousins? No, of course not. Now, Case Keenum that season in that system with Diggs and Thielen and a Rudolph in his prime and a running game and doubt like, okay, all of that put together, you can elevate a Case Keenum. And so I think this is why you have to explore. If there was, to me, if there was a way to keep Kirk Cousins on board and with the four draft picks you have, maybe five with a comp pick, and the limited cap space, and build the 12th best defense from 31st overnight, I would say, okay, if there was a clear path to doing that, no, this is here are the six moves you make, easy peasy, boom, the top three, the top three free agents sign with you, you know, the coordinator's a home run. I just don't know if that's possible. And so if, if you think that this is more than just a, like an overnight one-off season rebuild, again, to get to the Niners and the Eagles level, which is the bar that has been set, mm-hmm. then you should probably be looking ahead more at like a 2024-25 window, get as many assets as you can. And so let's get into what this could look like here in a second. And let's get into some of the other questions. So if you were to pick up the phone and if the Niners were to say, all right, yep, it's time. It's time that we actually discuss this because we just need someone who can drive this car, please, that doesn't get hurt, that... <laughs> That can that can make the passes and put them where they need to be. What could that look like? Um, but let's shout out first a new partner of ours here on Purple Daily, our friends at Athletic Greens, a product AG One. Uh, I have been using different variations and products of uh, Athletic Greens for about six years. AG One is like nutritional insurance to start your day. One scoop mixed with a bottle of water, you got your full allotment of nutrients for the day. It takes, uh, takes the place of my multivitamin, takes the place of my probiotic, and it just gives me a great boost to start the day. If you're like me and you're, maybe you're not great at getting all the nutrients you need through food, um, that might come as a shock to the audience. Maybe you're busy, you're improvising meals on the fly. This is where AG1 from Athletic Greens is huge. 75 high-quality nutrients, important daily nutrients to start your day. This is the first thing I drink in the morning, as you can see uh, on the YouTube channel here. 
Uh, the biggest things I noticed after making this a part of my daily regimen, brain fog lifted, energy levels heightened, uh, helps with my gut health, supports my immune system as well. And so I highly recommend this. We don't just, uh, you know, the, these things that we talk to you about on the show, Athletic Greens, AG1, for instance, daily user right here, okay? So um, if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash purple daily, athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. You can help us out by telling them that we sent you as well. Uh, also, our friends at Underdog helping make watching football and golf and other sports even more fun than it usually is, Dex. Yeah, we got Super Bowl coming up, obviously, here in a couple weeks, so we'll, we'll start to see some pick lines come out. But uh, you got other great options, Underdog Fantasy, NBA, NHL. Even old Dex tweets was able to win a little slip on PGA this weekend. You know, I highly recommend betting on guys who can't putt. Uh, so when Luke List has an over-under of two-and-a-half bogeys or worse, I would hammer that over. Same with Brandon Steele. Great professional golfers, but uh, not great putters. So there's great options on Underdog Fantasy and other options for prop bets. When you join with promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, they'll match your first deposit up to $100. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. Okay. So where would you start this conversation with them? You've got, you've, you talk to Kirk. You say, listen, man, we love you. Thank you so much for the eight fourth quarter comebacks. It's been a nice little run here, but uh, we just, we got it. We got to start thinking ahead here. Our cap situations kind of bleeped, even if we get rid of some of the veterans, but the more veterans we get rid of, the more positions we have to fill. The math is just going to be hard for us to build a monster contender in 2023 with a first place schedule. The Niners have projected to have three compensatory third round picks. They have three fifth-round picks, a sixth, and four sevenths. So they have 11 picks, but none in the first two rounds and only three in the first four rounds. They're loaded in the back part of the draft. Mm -hmm. They have Trey Lance, who I would assume that if they're trading for Kirk Cousins, they're just officially moving off Trey Lance and looking to – I'm sure their quarterback room would start with Kirk Cousins, and then Brock Purdy would be the reliable backup to him, and you'd move forward and try to recoup some value for Trey Lance. They also have their first, second, and third round picks in the 2024 draft. So if you're Quasi and you actually do have this conversation, how do you build it? What's fair? First, you go to Kirk and say, okay, Kirk, here's what we can do. We will do a three-year contract with you if you will take a a significant pay cut. And, of course, Kirk will say no, but that's an important first step because now you have introduced the, the fact that, okay, now, now we might have to do something that is more drastic. You'd say, let's get you under that 13% yeah. mark, basically, and, that is, is checkmate, right? And he, and he will say no. So at that point in time, you can say, okay, um, we're going to have to explore our options here. And you have, we gave you a no trade clause. And so, you know, we're considering calling San Francisco. Would you consider a trade there? So first of all, you, I think you have to at least go through the formality of exploring the Kirk options. Because, you know, if he were to say, oh, yeah, I'll take a pay cut, that changes the dynamic. But when he says no, which he would, um, now it opens up the door to call John Lynch. And I do think that there probably, again, are a few teams that Kirk would allow a trade to. Uh, you'll ask for Trey Lance. And my guess is that's very, very fair. But you know what? Honestly, with Kirk's contractual situation and with where things are still with Trey Lance, and by the way, this is now assuming Trey Lance is going to step in and play, I think you ask for Trey Lance and you ask for a 
third or fourth round pick, and that's what you're going to get. Because San Francisco is going to say, and they're not wrong, crazy. We love you. You worked for us. We traded three first-round picks for Trey Lance. So we ain't going to give you a, tw- a 2025 first yeah. for Kirk. Uh, so that's, that's a sunk cost for you guys. Yes. So that's you not are, our problem. <laughs> exactly. So they would say, we will give you, I, my guess is they would give you like a fourth round, a future fourth. or So Lance, Lance plus something. Yes. And that's all you're going to get. Like their offer Cause what, is Because what's more valuable? Because this is, this is the huge part of the conversation, right? What's more valuable right now in the market? Kirk Cousins or Trey Lance? I think Kirk Cousins. Like for one, for one, right one or two years, right? Right, right. But but the term. So fans are saying, well, of course it's Kirk Cousins. I mean, Trey Lance has not played. But the key word there is valuable. Also from a financial chip. Yeah, you get three years of team control on Trey Lance. Yes, versus yes. one year on Kirk. Trey has a massive ceiling that he has come nowhere near hitting yet, and you'd be banking that he could hit that ceiling. At some point in the next, I hate to say two this, years, right? But I would compare this far more to a baseball trade because it really is about team control. And like Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins, by the way, is still going. He's not going to go and say, "Kyle Shanahan, I love you so much. I'll play for cheap here." The other key is finding out would San Francisco be willing to extend him. Like you, you would have to allow the Cousins camp to talk to John Lynch because yeah, you would. would say. Would San Francisco be willing to extend him? Because if San Francisco says, well, yeah, Kirk, we love you, but, you know, you're aging, take a pay cut too, now the deal's dead. So so this also comes down to the value of the actual chip as far as what that means as it fits into your team salary structure. Yeah. So, like, these are all very nuanced, important things. But, again, yeah, I don't – if Vikings fans think, well, yeah, if you trade Kirk, you're going to get a couple first round picks and Trey Lance. No, you're not. You're you're going to get Trey Lance and probably a mid round pick. And by the way, just from from a salary cap standpoint, and I, I'd like to reach out to maybe over the cap and just confirm some of this. But um, if the Vikings were to trade Kirk pre June first, basically his like thirty six million dollar cap hit would kind of be split. You'd be eating like mm-hmm. sixteen or seventeen, or I think you'd be eating like. 17 and a half or 18 and then you'd be saving like 17 so you'd still and then you're also on the hook for a 12 million dollar uh, void year dead money in 2024 you did that to lower the cap hit for 2023 even though lowering that cap hit still made it the third highest cap hit so you're, you'd still be in a little bit of Kirk Cousins salary cap jail but you would be you'd be moving him and then I think that the Niners would actually have to eat a chunk of Trey Lance for instance so the Vikings would wind up clearing some cap space, getting a quarterback they could take a look at for the next two or three years. Um, Part of the problem is, and this is why I'm going to give you a second scenario, if Lance is really good, or maybe he's really good, but he's not great, right? He's more like a Dak or a Kirk type. Yep. You would have to decide then pretty pretty much immediately after his next season if you would pay him a long-term contract extension if you pick up his fifth-year option. He would get really expensive pretty quickly. Although if it was a long-term deal, you could you could lower the cap hits early on. There's ways to sort of make it work on a long-term deal for a guy in his mid-20s. But um, it's just, I, I think this is why the second scenario might be more appealing. So you could either do the, the Trey Lance plus something else, or you could say, you know, I don't guys, we like Trey Lance, but the fact that he's already burned two years of his rookie-scale contract just kind of makes it less appealing to us. We'd really like to just kind of go find our own quarterback however we see fit. So we'll trade you Kirk. We don't want Lance back. 
we don't want Purdy back, and you're not going to trade Purdy anyways because we want to start the clock new on whoever we identify. So what if it was like a third-round pick this year, the Niners, one of the Niners' three third-round picks, and one of their like fifth-round picks or something. So you'd be getting a couple mid-round picks and their first-round pick in 2024. Would better. you rather do something like that? Yeah, it's better. I, I would even, to be honest, if they're going to trade for Kirk, okay, if the Niners really want Kirk that bad, and you can't figure out the draft compensation trade, and we keep talking about Trey Lance, I think we go back and we say, well, then give us Brock Purdy instead. If they're going to commit to Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy becomes completely expendable to them. Like, what, what would be the point of them holding on to Brock Purdy if they acquire Kirk they work out a new three-year contract extension, and the idea is that Kirk Cousins is going to play three more years in San Francisco, and then Brock Purdy becomes expendable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't completely rule out that path. And in fact, obviously, and I know recently, because we just watched him play and was phenomenal for them up until he got hurt on the NFC Championship game, that that's the asset I want. I just saw him win you 10 games, and you think there's a quarterback that's better than you in Kirk Cousins? Well, then give us Brock Purdy. That's where I would go down this path. You'd have to. You'd have to ask. You'd have. You'd have to ask. Now the, the Niners might tell you behind closed doors as much as they love Brock Purdy, and they would lie to you to boost his value. That listen, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit here, okay? It's the the system can make anyone look incredible. It can make Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. It mm-hmm. can the, the system can elevate a lot of guys. So that's the one thing that may play into your favor, which is Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings would know that too, that you're not trading for like just the numbers that Brock Purdy put right. up. A lot of that was because of an amazing system where you have Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and all these you know great offensive linemen too. So what would that I, look like then? I want Trey Lance though, because if of the, those two, I want the guy that's going to, to fit in the best to the game today. Purdy scares me still. Like there's so many un- unknowns there. He was good in that system, but he still, I mean, there's a reason why he was the last pick of the entire draft. So I haven't seen enough of Purdy where I'm going to move off of Kirk. And if I do that, I'm going to want a first round pick. And I'm trying to think of of ways because I think San Francisco is going to balk at a first round pick for an aging, expensive QB whose main thing for them. And we saw this on Sunday and it's true is durability. Like, that's the thing. They were on their fourth quarterback yesterday of the yeah. season, and Kirk yeah. Cousins does not get, get hurt. I mean, the value of Kirk is not only pretty damn strong play, at least until you get to the playoffs sometimes, but it's also availability. So, like, I don't think I would want Purdy. I just don't think it – I there's just too many variables there. Uh, Lance, I think if you like him, can be developed, and I love what he potentially brings. But – I think this negotiation, so San Francisco might say yes, but I think that we need to accept the fact that it's not going to be this. Oh my God, we got to have Kirk. We love Kirk. They're going to, they are going to, with where they've been, play hardball now. And so it's going to have to be, I think Vikings fans would be somewhat underwhelmed by a Kirk trade, but this also goes to a reset of the entire roster. Um, and, And I think there's something else important to keep in mind here. Because in our goal to win a Super Bowl before we die, I also think I, I've seen that this thing on on the talk of late that basically <laughs> oh, says, no. "Here we go." Yes, I'm going to bring the talk to the show. 
TikTok has a thing. I'm a, that, my algorithm's hitting me with like conspiracy videos. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. getting all that like, stuff. I'm, I'm, a, love I'm it. a UFO sent from the, or I'm a, I'm I a time it. traveler sent from the year 3000 such and such. Here's what's going to happen yeah. next week. I get a lot of stuff. On like this that. date on Monday Night Raw, that's like my 60% of, of my TikTok <laughs> algorithm. But there's one, there's one in particular that, that has started to cycle through for me. And I think it's a somewhat new thing. But anyway, it is. It is how such and such changed my brain chemistry, okay? And so it, it'll go through events in a person's life that, you know, changes or has changed their thinking for good or bad. I think we have a Vikings quarterback one, though. So I think as Vikings fans and followers, our brain chemistry has been set in a way that needs to be reversed now that changes have been, been made. And the first one is this, Okay. The San Francisco 49ers, for instance, don't get just lucky with QBs. Kyle Shanahan's really damn good. Mm -hmm. He does a really damn good job. He takes a purdy. He takes what he gets, Garoppolo, and he really gets the most from them. Well, that's the goal for Kevin O'Connell, too. And I think that we don't think about that yet. We're like, oh, my God, Kirk was great. Kirk was great. And this that's is the only, it's the only, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> no, Kirk was good. You know why? Because he was maximized by a very smart coach for the most part. And so, like, we are now into, into this. Well, we found one who's good enough. Like, we're staying in the marriage because we're afraid, but yet we have a marriage counselor who can help us with our next wife or husband, okay? So <laughs> Kevin O'Connell deserves credit for what he can do with quarterbacks, not one. Like, Kirk Cousins is not his be-all, end-all. And I think as fans, we have just become so used to now, well, Kirk Cousins is good, so... You're not going to improve on that. Actually, that might not be true. That being afraid has changed our chemistry, though, because our yeah. chemistry now thinks, well, you got to keep Kirk because you have no other options. Yeah. No, you brought in Quazy and Kevin because of the fact that, for the most part, Rick Spielman could not identify a quarterback. And Zimmer was a defensive coach who had no interest in them. So we need to go back to accepting the fact that these guys deserve an opportunity here. It's not the yeah. same old, same old. Uh, I just I want to go back to because so Judd, you I think a lot of people and maybe even Declan would disagree on the Purdy versus Lance thing. So, so we're sitting here we're having these hypothetical discussions about if you were to unload Kirk and he were okay with it, what would you want back from San Francisco? If they would be willing to give up a, a 2024 first round pick and a couple of like a third and a fifth this year or two, maybe you can squeeze them for two of their three thirds or something out of desperation. I think I'm more interested in the draft capital. The Purdy thing is interesting, although I just, I just, did, I feel like it's a non-starter because he's so valuable as a seventh-round pick. But you really think, like, if you had the option, if they said you can either take Trey, you get three years of Trey Lance, or you get three years of Brock Purdy. That that Judd, you would take Trey Lance and Declan. It looked like you would take Brock Purdy. Take Purdy in a second. Who get if yeah. if if. if uh... You removed them from San Francisco, and they become a week one starter on any team. We can call it the Vikings, I guess, for the sake of the argument. Who is a better quarterback right now? Brock Purdy, Purdy or Trey Lance? Purdy right now. Right. But but Lance has an astronomically higher ceiling. The, the question would be, Brock Purdy, maybe the floor is higher because, mm -hmm. oh, he's just going to get in there, and he's going to – he's already showing you, right? If If you could somehow get Lance to his ceiling, now your franchise's problem has been solved for 10 years. Like the problem being a young franchise quarterback that you get for a decade, which we have not seen since Fran Tarkenton, basically. And Shanahan 
identified something in Lance he absolutely loved. They traded three first-round picks for him. So, like, that's the thing is, Purdy is an excellent flyer. They took a flyer, it's worked. But whatever Kyle Shanahan saw in Lance, I want at that. And if you're O'Connell, you're not going to say, well, that's Shanahan, I can't do that. Hell no. You're going to say, I see the same things. And so that's why it's Shanahan's connection to Lance and where he was picked and the trade that they made that really intrigues me about Trey Lance. Yep. Interesting stuff, man. Do you think, let me ask you one more. We do have a mock to get to here, too. A mock with trades. Mm-hmm. A mock with trades today. Mm-hmm. Do you think this phone call takes place? Do you think a text message exchange happens sometime in the next six weeks between yeah. Quasi's old organization, the yeah. 49ers? Absolutely. About Kirk? You think sure. they talk about Absolutely. Kirk? Yeah. I, there's, you know, as, as a few, few years back, Gerson told, told us about the Wolves. There are so many trades discussed privately that don't mm-hmm. get out. Some do, some don't. But yeah, I think there's, I think there's absolutely, you'd, you'd be crazy not to explore at this point in time. Again, you have the luxury. That's what Quazy has to know. He has the luxury right now of exploring everything because in four or five years, it gets more difficult. Like the expect or the thought now is they won 13 games. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And the first round playoff loss, very disappointing. But yes, I don't think that's like held against them big time. Like they won 13 games. But imagine in three or four years now. So th- these guys have had some time. Imagine they win 12 games and win the division. That's awesome. And then they go out in the first round. Well, now there's questions about what happened there. So like you'd be absolutely, it'd be asinine not to use every opportunity that you have uh to explore things now because this is the time and flat out there's just a bunch of veterans you can't keep anymore so like the timing of every possible conversation here is important and i'm going to give you one more too that i think actually corresponds here and it, it is and this is not trying to compare the personalities but it is what bill Guerin did in putting his stamp on the wild parisian suitor what he did took big cojones like, I know that, you know, he saw that as the right thing, but he literally went to an owner who, just like the Wilfs, is a huge fan. And he said, for the betterment of the team, and really to put my stamp on this team, I want to buy out. I want to take a severe three to four year salary cap hit on two players. And you know what? I would say it's very, very comparable Suter and Cousins. Reliable players, both very good. Uh, do they win Stanley Cups in Suter's case or Lombardi trophies in Kirk's case? No. But Bill Guerin said, if I'm going to fail, we're failing on my terms. We're not going to. And and my owner is a huge fan. So he was pushing back. He was friends with Suter, yeah. like which which goes beyond where the Wilfs are with Kirk. But he said, we are going to go with my plan. And I think that, you know, for Quazy and KOC, it's incredibly important that they also have a plan that goes beyond, we're just going to bring back Dalvin, we're going to bring back Kirk, we're going to bring back Thielen. Uh, so I, I really think that the parallel, if, if you're a fan in this town, sports fan, I think the parallel is look at what the Wild, for, for better or for worse, had the guts to do. And that's the type of thing that needs to be done if you want to set not a culture that can win uh, one playoff game, not a culture that can make a playoff series, but you want to attempt to at least, and the jury's out for everybody, you want to attempt 
to put together a blueprint of a team that can make a playoff run. Yeah. I like the comparison. I think, I think what Garen did in that situation was he looked at, okay, we've, we've, you know, we've had good teams leading up to this point, but not breakthrough Stanley Cup teams. In fact, the Wild never went to a conference final, right? They never, went, they never went to the mm-hmm. conference final. Just like, just like the Vikings in the last five years. They've, they've been to the second round once, but they've, they've never really come close to playing for an actual championship. And he said, okay, what is, the, what is the window that matters right now? Is it just like running it back again this year with some of the same veteran pieces? He goes, no, the Kaprizov window is what matters. So let's just rip the bandit off some of these. Vet- and by the way, you can include more than just Kirk in this discussion. You can include Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen, Dalvin oh Cook. Like they're all yeah. involved in this discussion right now. Yes. And he said whether it and, – and actually it didn't even really free – it didn't really free up money as much as it actually cost the Wild some money yes. to the salary cap. But it freed up spaces for other players, young players, to come in and fill the room behind the scenes, on the ice. You get a different look at some younger players. They get to gel with Kaprizov, and now we'll see what they can do. Mm-hmm. And the same would be true for the Justin Jefferson, Christian Derrissa, Brian O'Neill, TJ Hawkinson window. Like Kirk, Dalvin. Thielen, Kendricks, Jordan Hicks, Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, they don't fit that window. And if they don't fit that window, to me, you should get assets, draft picks, if you will, or young players that do fit that window. Rip the bandit off and go forward. Any other final thoughts on this? Should the Vikings call the Niners about Kirk thing before we mock real quick? Ready to mock. Ready to mock? Ready to mock. Let's go, yeah. Okay. Good right. conversation. Let's do it. Tr- triggering, but good conversation. It could be very triggering for people. I yes. want to mock. Right. mock. All right, we have a brand new one here from PFF. The six mocks that we have rounded up for you in the last couple weeks. We try to keep track on as many mocks as possible and see who's got who going to the Vikings. This is the first PFF mock that we have done, I believe, uh, officially the last couple weeks. And this mock is presented by our friends at Park Tavern, the official sports bar of the sports dad himself, Judd Zilgan. That is correct. Eat, drink, bowl, party with us at right there. And there, of course, is the bowling park. Park Tavern open 365 days a year in St. Louis Park. A great place to watch games and a great place because it's so big. A couple of bars, banquet rooms to hold your group outing. It might be a birthday, anniversary, whatever it is, guys. I have the key for you. And that is the way for you to look like a hero at home. Uh, and that is to say, you know what? I will take care of all the planning. And then you go make a phone call. This simple. Six or 952-929-6810, parktavern.net online. You basically say, I got 50 people coming for a party. And, and my friend Cheryl and her team at Park Tavern are going to take care of you. And guess what? You are going to look like you planned everything out. And all you did was went online or made a phone call. 952-929-6810, parktavern.net. Those are the places to begin your ability to look like a hero or just start, stop by Park Tavern, Louisiana Avenue South, St. Louis Park. All right, here we go. I want We have a trade. <laughs> yes. We have a trade right away here. The Houston Texans moving up to draft Bryce Young. Houston then moves back to the number, or I'm sorry, Chicago moves back to the number two and picks up a 2023 second-round pick and a fourth-round pick in 2024 by moving down one spot with yeah, the Texans. That's going to happen. Oh, my God. They're definitely Genius. going to trade out, I think. 
And then uh, the Bears, they draft Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia, number two. Will Anderson, edge rusher to the Cardinals at three. And then Will Levis to the Colts at four, second quarterback off the board. Seahawks draft edge rusher Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech at five. Lions draft, uh, is it Devin Weatherspoon? Devon Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. He's a cornerback. Peter Skoronsky to the Raiders, the offensive tackle from Northwestern. Wow. C.J. Stroud, three fall here. He goes nine to the Panthers. Interesting. Really? Yeah. That's... How about that? Yeah, I don't I don't get that one. Well, it's something like that's going to happen. Like, it almost always does. One, a quarterback falls or yeah, what true. have you. Or so goes we'll up, see. yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to skip around here. Eagles, Titans, Texans with the first receiver off the board in Quentin Johnston. So they get a franchise quarterback and they get a big six foot four down the field threat. Another receiver off the board of the Patriots at 14, Jordan Addison from USC. Packers take an edge rusher, Miles Murphy from Clemson at 15. And then we get the next quarterback off the board to Washington, Anthony Richardson from Florida. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Okay, the next receiver is Zay Flowers from Boston College to the Chargers at 22. And? 23, so they're they're, they're keeping the Dolphins' uh, forfeited pick in slot here. So Ravens at 23 take cornerback Deontay Banks from Maryland. That brings us to the Vikings. With the 24th overall pick, according to Pro Football Focus, and they select out of the University of Baylor... Defensive tackle, Siaki Ika. I want a mock. Mock. Okay, this is a new one. We have not seen him. I was going to ask that. That's a first. Cornerback could certainly be an option here for the Vikings, who just need to get better on defense in every facet. But with some big investments in the secondary last draft, perhaps they let those picks pan out a bit more and opt for a player like Ika, who at six foot four and three hundred fifty-five pounds. Boasts unique burst and pass rush ability at nose tackle. Football. Beef. So there you have it. How would That's you feel? very interesting. Adding some beef. I mean, they do. I don't hate it. Um, I don't know that it would be deemed popular by fans. But if you did get a, a nose tackle or a three-tech who was dominant, now you'd have to be dominant. So this could not be, a, oh, he's a, a nice player. Yeah. Um, and a guy that could give you a push inside, I don't absolutely hate that. I, I'd be surprised by it, I think. But I don't, but, you know, when you look at the, especially the, the uh, three-techs, probably more so than the nose tackles. If you look at these guys that can really push and create a pass rush, it's such an, an advantage, you know, especially going against centers and guards who can be pushed around. Uh, so I'm intrigued by it. I don't see it happening, but I'm intrigued I, by it. I love anything that makes the Vikings better in the trenches. You know, that's that's the one thing that stands out. They just – well, look at the teams that are playing for championships. They just – you can't, and the Vikings have put a lot of draft stock into their offensive line in recent years. I mean, pretty much everyone that's starting for them is a first or second round pick by them on, on the offensive side. They still have a couple holes. Yep. And defensively, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson's good, Harrison Phillips, but who's, who's dominant up front for the Vikings? Dalvin Tomlinson shows signs of it, but if they can find someone to really wreak havoc, 
look, look, look at the difference it made when Pat Williams was in there for like four or five years, right? And, and Kevin, Kevin Williams. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm in on this concept, and uh, it's not as flashy as drafting a receiver, but trenches, man. That's where the Vikings have been dominated by some of these teams. So there you have it. That's your uh, mock draft roundup here. I want a mock. Mock. Monitoring the mock draft universe. Draft Blaster had the Vikings drafting John Michael Schmitz last week, the center from the University of Minnesota. Which I absolutely love, just not in the first round. Maybe trade back into the second round or something. I'm a big fan of some extra capital. All right, boys. Um, a shout out to our friends at Federated as well. Federated Mutual Insurance Company helping business owners for the last hundred plus years maximize the success of their business through risk management tools and resources. Federated is all about that. They measure their success for the success of their business. So it's a it's a great relationship to help you look out on the horizon and navigate the waters of running a business. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, dudes. Well. And we just pissed off half of uh, Vikings universe just with this in-depth Kirk Cousins trade discussion. <laughs> the Crusaders are going to be out wait in full to force. See the, I can't <laughs> wait to see the the uh, the tweets when this comes out. Of course, they went there. Purple Daily is a safe space to speculate on everything and anything that could make the Vikings better for the yes. next two, three, four, five years. Right? Amen. All right, we'll see you guys over on uh, our other daily show, Mackie and Judd, and back here on Purple Daily tomorrow.